This is professional radio, gentlemen. That's front wheel drive. Sorry, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? Thanks to your Okay, and because it's not a supercar. It is. It's not. Automotive perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Long live my LTD. Welcome to Car Talk. It's Tuesday night here on 98.9 Northwest FM. It's me, Matty J, in studio with Mr. Alan Deep Singh. How's it going? I'm happy to be back, and with a operating voice. Yeah, I know that's that's weird that we have we, we have we, we can't imagine you without a voice, Alan. Uh, uh, I did have like for the record, I did have a voice. It was more a Barry White voice <laughs> that would go in and out. Um, I didn't I didn't think it would uh, suit the uh, the content too well. Well, as I said, there's nothing wrong with Barry White. I'm a big Barry White fan. Yeah, but I can't uh, get enough of your love, baby. Baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, walk after dark. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah, can we can we bring you back for after dark? Can, can we can we can we do that? Uh, I'd rather not. I'll keep my throat uh, good. You're gonna save your voice. It is a uh, it is very well. I mean, Alan Deep after dark. And anyway, Scotty Doe, how you doing, mate? I'm doing quite well, thank you very much. Mr. David Prince, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Matthew, for asking. Very kind and of you. No worries. Mr. Edward Bunting, how are also you? Also well, thank you. Very, very good. Your last show for a while, Mr. Bunting. You're, you're leaving us. It is, yeah. Gone for a few weeks. Should be back October the 18th for that Tuesday, I believe. But good to see all of your lovely faces, guys. Uh, good to be back in the studio. Good to see Mr. Alums alive. That's a, that's a... I'm more than happy to be alive, and I've got some good news to share. Oh, okay. Well, Ooh. we'll... Well, we haven't done, we didn't do car updates last week because we hope we had uh, Mr. Adam Morris on the show. Uh, but we'll get back into some car updates. Mr. Alamdeep Singh, seeing as you've got some stuff to share, we'll start with you. All right, we'll, we'll build up to it, I think. Oh, um, okay. All right. Um, so starting with the MX-5. Uh, it's actually been parked outside my place this entire time. I have been driving it around, um, you know, making good use of it. I've gotten it serviced. Mm. And uh, with the service, I actually made sure they did some spark plugs. Uh, they did the diff oil, which I thought needed to go anyway. And then also, while they were, I said, do the transmission oil as well. And that's driving absolutely fine. Uh, nicely appreciating that whenever I can, uh, especially with the weather warming up a little bit. That's going to be my primary means of conveyance, I think. Absolutely. Uh, especially with uh, the Suzuki, mm. the SX4. Is it still? It's here. It's here. But uh, may or may not be actually there was a there was a gentleman's agreement of a fist bump, which uh-huh. is as good as a handshake in my book. Um, <laughs> Nathan may or may not be purchasing that car. Okay. Yeah. Very, very so uh, well, he he he's, he's agreed to the price. Is he going to keep your plates on there just just so just so he knows that you're? <laughs> we uh we 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 had a laugh about that. <laughs> well, like he'd take the car with the plates. He yeah, would have. I know he would. <laughs> it would be a bad deal for me because I'd try and get them back, and he'd be you know he'd uh, have the negotiating power there. So I'll get them uh, replated. Uh, I got brand new tires on it recently, um, and you know it really, really did need those tires and the alignment. Like the tires weren't specifically like you know on their last legs. It's just age-wise. I think they were twelve years old. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and the alignment definitely needed some. Like the moment I got out of the, the tire shop, I didn't even need to put my hands on the steering wheel. Well. That's how true it was tracking. Um, <laughs> and I had a bit of a wow. bit of fuel fuel economy as well. Hmm. So yeah, the tires were definitely. A necessary um, update 
uh, which I'm happy with. And like I said, I you know passing the car on to a friend. I definitely want the car to be in tip-top condition. Mm. Um, so does that mean if I buy the Falcon off you, Alum, it's going to be like fully gone through? Uh, not so much. Ah, yeah. <laughs> but but you will Let's get see it. See how it is. I see. No, no no no, you'll get it because I know the condition of the car, right? And I'll tell you what's wrong with it, and you'll get the price taken down accordingly. Oh, okay, okay. As long yeah. as that's accordingly. No, I mean, it's a Falcon, Edward. There's nothing really to go yeah. wrong. So you'll be, you'll be right. Like, it can be running on three cylinders and still take you where you're going. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll do it. It'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so probably get it serviced, roadworthied. I don't believe there'd be anything. The one thing that probably would have been in the roadway would have been the tires, um, and they're already taken care of. But if there is, we'll get all that um, organized, and then Nathan will be the proud owner of a 2008 Suzuki SX4 all-wheel drive. Um, in in uh, in white, mm. yeah, and then it'll be his problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's uh, it's one of those things that I can happily let go to a friend, knowing that I know there's nothing mechanically wrong with the car. It's just not the most uh, inspiring drive, which for him, as how, a many car, K, how, many, how many Ks on that? Is it done about ninety or hundred or something? Uh, I think it's less than ninety thousand. Yeah. Oh, it's barely running. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fresh. So. Um, we agreed on a price and, uh, you know, going to make that happen. Uh, but obviously, I wouldn't be selling a car unless I was getting a car. Yeah. So. Here we go. So I finally received a call. Uh, I think it was last week. It was one of the, it was one of the days last week from Isuzu Essendon. Oh, okay. And they said, you know, how's it, how's it going? I'm like, good. I didn't expect to be hearing from you guys anytime soon. And uh, <laughs> it was the... Uh, the main sales manager of the dealership saying the um, D-Max is ready and it's on the boat. Okay. So I was like, well, that's, that's a bit sudden. Not to be, I wasn't even told it was under construction or anything. Just yeah. it's on the boat now, um, which I'll take it given yeah. good news is still good news. Um, this is, I would have expected maybe a bit of an earlier call saying, oh, your one's building now. We'll expect it to be completed in a month. But no, it was just, it's on the boat now. And um, I think the main reason why he actually called is, because, well, I didn't give them an indication of whether we we're financing it or not, which we didn't. I don't intend on getting it financed by the dealership, mm. because that's just you know highway robbery those rates. Um, so I think that was his main concern, making sure that I could organize the finance in the meantime. And I said, "Don't you worry, you let us know. We'll get you a check. We'll get you a bank transfer. All we will reluctantly bring you cash." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a legal form of tender, isn't it? It so. is. It is. But anything over ten thousand dollars, I think you got to fill out some forms. Either, yeah. So. I don't think they, they're they too pleased on that. But um, he said it should get here. Well, last week he said two weeks. And then it obviously would need um, a bit of a going over by the pre-delivery team, along with any um, features that we added. So the tow bar and stuff. Um, and he said, well, if, if possible, would you be happy to receive it before the end of September? And I'm like, more than happy to. <laughs> like, you tell me when you need the funds, we'll send the funds. Um, which makes, I guess, things easier for him. But given that so far, I have been disappointed by Susie. I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> um, you know, next thing I hear, the boat's been capsized or something. <laughs> <laughs> Pirates. Pirates. <laughs> you just see, like, some kind of um, terrorist uh, news, like, uh, somewhere in the Middle East. So they're, they're driving an extra train. I'm like, that's my car. <laughs> they, they got my car, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's my D-Max. That's my D-Max. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's hoping it all goes well. It gets here on our Australian shores safely. <laughs> it's pre-delivered, and um, you know we we hopefully. Oh, 
Well, just just recapping. Let's hope the car gets here in one piece and is pre-delivered, and we uh, we can take it home happily. And there's no pirates. Yes. So let me ju- just let me get this straight. You didn't get a call to say, "Oh, we've got a VIN number. We've got anything." No. Uh, you got a call to say it's on a boat, and yes. they want you to collect it before the end of September, if possible. Yes. If possible, from their point of view or your point of view. Well, I guess I think from their point of view is more about the the funds being available. Um, and then also the car being, or the pre-delivery team being available as well. Mm. Mm. Interesting, interesting. It seems very sudden, all of very quick, all of a sudden. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's no big lead-in to, uh, you know, communicating. Because it wasn't that long ago that, that yeah, that they, had, they were telling you it hadn't even been built. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they were saying something about November. So maybe somebody mm. cancelled their order and I'm getting theirs. Maybe yeah, that, I think that's more likely the case. Yeah, yeah. So I'll take it. I'll take an early order. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I know with Michael when I ordered it, they they gave me a VIN number before before the car was built. They told yeah. me when the car was built. They told me when it was at the waiting yard to get put on the ship. They told me when it was on the ship. They told me how you know what ship it was on. They told me when it arrived in Australia. They told yeah they they it was really good. Yeah, I'm surprised was, that they haven't told you nothing. Yeah, I, um, you, you should call them back tomorrow. Ask for a VIN number. Have you got? A, have you guys got a VIN number? Oh, I, I might actually do that. I, the other thing I was going to ask is just, uh, have you got a ship name for me? Yeah, because yeah. I was actually looking up some ships online and. Um, you know, color me surprised. There's a hell of a lot more ships than I thought there'd be, Ooh, especially <laughs> in the, the Gulf of Thailand. So I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to pinpoint which ship is mine. But <laughs> it's wishful thinking on my part. Um, so yeah, I like again, fingers crossed, it all goes smoothly. Um, but again, again, I'm not holding my breath with like Suzu because <laughs> it is what it is. But I also took another adventure to another Volvo dealership. Uh-huh. Well, it's all because another friend of the show, Christian, um, he actually wanted to test drive a car to buy for himself or lease. And we test drove a Kia Sportage. It's a nice car. The, um, what is it? The R-Line, I think. Is that, is that the... The one top, top of the range? Yeah. Top of the range is the GT line. GT, GT line. line. Sorry. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, we we took that car for a bit of a test drive and it was... It's absolutely stunning. Yeah, it's a really nice car. Yeah, for for the price, um, you know, it had all the the bells and whistles, and uh, you know, I made sure as as a passenger, it was my duty to press all the buttons <laughs> to make sure you know we were going through a bit of everything. And he seems pretty keen on that. Um, I think the other cars he was considering was possibly a cash car, which they didn't even have any. Um, and then a uh, what was the uh, Hyundai equivalent? A Tucson. A Tucson, I think. Yeah. Or, um. What is it? Santa Fe? Santa Fe, yeah. Which, like, comparable price, they weren't spec'd as well. For some no, reason. they're not. They're yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the Sportage seems to be the winner for him. And since we had, you know, I thought we were going to take the whole day looking at his cars. But since we were done very quickly, I said, well, there's a there's a Volvo <laughs> dealership just down there. So why don't we take a quick visit? And there is good and bad news. It seems that the wait times for the XC40 recharge have blown out significantly. Mm. So rather than <laughs> just being told uh, April or you know March, uh, we're looking at basically a year wait, which is not a big deal to me because um, you know I'm technically not supposed to be ordering this car. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like the uh, the discussion with this dealership a lot better. What they said is the way we do it: you pay a five hundred dollar refundable deposit simply to put yourself in the line. Once you are at the front of the line, you'll get a call from Volvo head office 
to confirm that you're still happy to go ahead with the purchase. And that's when we start building the car. And that's where we'll take a, a further deposit from you. Mm. So until then, like until that moment, it is fully refundable. Even at that moment when you get the call saying you're first in line, it's still refundable. Mm. So I'm a lot happier with that deal. Um, it's just, you know, a normal amount to secure my place in the line. If things don't go according to plan in the future, let's just say a year from now, then I will let go of the deal. Otherwise, you know, I'll look forward to having an XC40 next year. So the deal was done? Yes. Nicely done. Congratulations. Yeah. Wow. You've been buying cars that frighten Santa, Mr. Allen. No, wow. I'm just putting deposits on cars and then waiting very, very long periods of time for them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I mean, Bunting, same could be said about you. You're always buying cars, but this is Mr. Allen. It's true, but mine are usually a lot cheaper than these ones. <laughs> yeah. Usually. Uh, but uh, I think that's all my car. Mate. Very, very good. Very exciting, Alan. Speaking I'm of glad Mr. you're driving the MX-5, you know, like uh, that's good. Yeah, because it's on uh, a full reg, might as well. Yeah, you know. Yeah, use it, Mister Bunting. Hello, uh, I've been driving around the Honda City the last few days, and I, do you know what? I'm almost up to a full forty-five days logbook. So, wow. I've only got like five days to go, and it, it doesn't expire until the first of December. So, Oof. you can get another forty-five day. I know I'm aware of that, but I'm very tight ass on that front. And I really, I think I'll just probably park it and drive something else. Yeah. Um, so I've been driving around the city for a bit. Uh, did drive the scamp yesterday, David. A little bit of, oh no, Monday night I drove the scamp back on the freeway. Yeah, loves Excellent. the freeway. Loves the, loves the freeway. Okay. I had to laugh when Alan's talking about 12-year-old tyres. You know, that, <laughs> that car's got very old tyres, as does my Mini, as does do a lot of my cars. They're, they're quite ancient, a lot of them, so... Yeah, on your roll. <laughs> you hope on your roll. What have I been doing? I've been um, really hankering down on Moak Resurrection. So it got to a point, I don't know where we got to last time on this podcast, but yeah, when I bought it, it wasn't running. Um, it had sat for 15 years. So the cooling system was chocked full of rubble. Um, you know, the oil was golden brown because it was changed just before the car was stored. But you know, you want to do all that stuff. So over the last few weeks, it's had radiator out, water pump out, thermostat off, brake clutch master cylinders out, slave cylinder out. Um, and then, you know, various bits and pieces had to be procured. You know, the brake master was sort of re-sleeved. The clutch master was good. They tested that, so that's fine. Um, the radiator was a brand new one. The water pump was brand new. Thermostat brand new. Couple of new drive belts, and what else? I had to secure a washer, um, a radiator overflow bottle, which is brass, and the old one was full of pinholes. And the guy said, "Look, I can seal it with those, you know, those fuel tank sealer type things you put in, and it seals it all." Um, oh. so you can do that, but it, it was probably more costly than just finding another one. So I found one for fifty bucks, and um, yeah, bolted that in. So. Over the last week, it's been a matter of kind of resurrecting all this. So I think it was Saturday. We had a bit of a moke working bee. And then I continued that on Sunday, Arvo. But when it was all put back together and the radiator filled up and you cranked the motor over, it was cranking really slowly, uh, which is how it was before I got a brand new battery for it. And I thought, there's something not right. And, and as I was cranking it, I'm looking over at the fan and the belts and they weren't turning. So the motor was turning over slowly, but none of those ancillaries that are meant to turn with the engine were turning. So you yeah. go, hang on a minute, that ain't right. 
So I kind of left it for that night and was really hungry and angry and thought, you know, why doesn't this just work? It's not a complex engine. <laughs> but fresh eyes are always good. So I came back at it with fresh eyes and went, Were you missing right. a belt? No, no. The belts were on and tight and, you know, it was, it was bizarre. So the radiator in those is so close to the fan, is so close to the, you know, they're just, they're a, a bastard of an engine bay because they're so tight. Um, so you kind of got to start from the end and work your way back. So we pulled the radiator out again, then pulled the bolts out of the fan. And once the bolts were out of the fan, which is just a little plastic fan, you know, nothing crazy, then everything was turning, you know, the pulley was turning and the water pump was turning. So I thought, okay, it's not, the water pump's not jammed in the block. What is going on here? And it turns out that the water pump, the end of it, the design was slightly different shape to the one that was in it. And so, um, yeah, when we'd done the fan bolts up, which bolt into sort of the water pump, it had, it was hitting on the casing and, and not allowing it to turn. Mm. So all it needed was a few washes on these bolts and hey, presto, everything turns like it should. So a few washes later, all back together, which is a pain in the ass, um, fill it with water, start her up. Happy days, running well. Beautiful. Uh, and cranking over like it should, nice and fast. And yeah, nothing's fouling anything. So tonight after work, I was very diligent. I put it up on the ramps. I drained the oil, changed the filter, cleaned it all up, put the sump guard back on, put the grill back in. So now... Yeah, we're sort of at the tail end. It really just needs a little bit of clutch work, a little bit of brake bleeding and rear wheel cylinders and smoke um, should be running, stopping, starting, doing all that stuff. Awesome. That's exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, good, but it sounds good. The motor's healthy. It doesn't blow smoke. It, it sits there idling quite happily. Oh, I put fresh fuel in it. My friend Alex, who's been on, was very perturbed that I was still running it on whatever fuel it came <laughs> with 15 years ago. <laughs> All right, yes, I'll put five litres of fresh fuel in it tonight and the gauge went up to like a third. I was like, whoo, this is an economical car. Well, <laughs> well, maybe not that economical, but it's a small tank. So five five litres makes a difference in one of those. That's my car updates. My I car. like it, Bunting. I like it a lot. Well, we're very mm. close. We're close. We're very close. So when I'm getting back to my holiday, I will be, yeah, delving right into that because the weather will be better. It'll be daylight savings. Yep. And daylight savings will be. I want to drive it everywhere. Absolutely. Scotty Dove. Smoking is not a wealth hazard, evidently. Well, yeah. it sort of is these <laughs> that's days. What, that's what the ad used to, Yeah, it is now. It's the most yeah. expensive thing I've ever bought. My turn. I've actually got some things to talk about. Ooh. Yeah, you've been busy, Scotty. Yeah, past couple of days I've been um, just working on the 31, installing a bunch of things. And um, so I put in the new um, throttle position sensor, um, finished off fitting all the ignition leads as well. So I've got that all done. Um, I went around and found all the earths in the engine bay, cleaned them up, sandpapered, put them back, opened the distributor, uh, distributor cap and... Um, Gave the um, contacts a bit of a clean as well. So I cleaned all that. So I know like ignition spot on. Mm. Started up, um, started up like straight away, really, really good. Was idling, not too bad. And then it's got that stupid mist that kept coming in. Um, it would run and just kind of drop and then pick back up again and then drop and then pick back up again. Kept doing that. Thought I'd just let it run for a bit. Maybe that'll clear it up. I put in fresh 20 litres of 98 in there too, just in case Ooh. it was that. 
if it was low, but it wasn't. So that wasn't the problem. Kind of started to clear up and I'm sitting there just with the throttle and just um, giving it a rev and that. And when you quickly flick it, there's a pause mm. and then it revs and then it drops out and then almost goes to stall. So I'm sitting there like just thinking for a bit, just going over everything. What could it be? What could it be? And it's pretty much just down to one thing that's left. And that's the um, airflow meter or the air mass reader, however they call it, AMF, uh, AFM, the airflow meter. So to test it out, I unplugged it. Uh, revs didn't really change much, which it should. You should mm. definitely hear something or a bit of a change. Uh, and then when I unplugged it, I gave it a rev and it didn't do that hesitant. It actually revved properly, like oh. straight away, really, really quick. Yeah. Um, then it would drop off and almost kind of stall, but that's because I don't have it connected. Connect yeah. it back up, do the revs again, and then that problem popped up mm. again. So Easy fix, up. Scotty. Point, yeah, that's where we're getting to this point now. Uh -oh. uh, it seems like an, an easy fix, but they don't make them anymore. You can't get them anywhere, so they're all either secondhand or there's a company that will take yours and fix it all up for a handsome sum of 600 bucks. Owie! Oh, that's yeah. mega bucks. Massive money, so they're very hard to get. There's, uh, where is it? There's one I'm looking at the moment. They're not in yet. It's um, Holden Commodore Parts. Because it's an RB30 and the VL's got the same thing. Mm, yeah. Uh, they've got RB30 airflow meter, $298, but it's pre order at the moment and ETA's 31st of October. Mm. So, that's, so I'm keeping my eye on that, but I've got a feeling it may be coming from if we've all used Alibaba before. Heard of Alibaba? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's airflow meter there that's ex exact. All the codes meet up to the original Bosch one exact it's $50 but you have to buy a minimum of 10 of them <laughs> ah, <well. laughs> so you you Scotty went to alibaba.com yes have you checked on AliExpress because AliExpress uh, is the I believe it's the same company but you can buy more I guess uh, standard consumer quantities Ah, because I didn't want to buy that many and find out it doesn't work. I'd be happy yeah. to pay 50 bucks or something and it doesn't work or not that great. That's fine. Yeah. I can live with that. But I'm not going to buy 10 of them and then find out it doesn't work and then I'm stuck with 10. Yeah. <laughs> can't do anything with it. The, the other question so, I have, Scotty, is you've probably already done this, but have you used um, uh, math cleaner spray on the, on the math? Yes, done all that, and yeah. My, my other question for you, Scotty, as well, is I know with um, unmetered air and stuff, it can cause cars to go a bit, how you're going. So have you checked the actual pipe? Is it got any cracks in it? Is there any air leaks? Is it sucking any, any extra air that it shouldn't be? Because that quite often um, is a big issue. I had that happen to me in my laser. Oh, geez. Like within the first two years I had it, the um, the flexible hose that goes from the from, from the airflow meter to the, to the actual, um, to the intake plenum, had a little split in it and, it would, and the car would like rev and go to die. I'm like, what the hell was going on? Um, found out it had a crack. Mm. I duct taped it just to get me by and it was fine because it got rid of that hole. Bought another, bought another hose for like 60 bucks, brand new. And then it's been fun ever since. So, um, cause I, cause I, 
because I know they get brittle. Um, and that, and that is that is, that is mm. something that that happened to me, and it's happened to a few other people. I know they're like they're like, oh yeah, my my intake hose, um, just because because it's getting that extra unmetered air, you know, uh, through past the airflow meter, and it's called co- it causes all sorts of shenanigans. So you kind of want to make sure, just 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 as a as a piece of thing, just 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 check it, make sure it's okay, and then go from there. Yeah, but um, yeah, I might well, have I might have I might have a guy that. Well, um, uh, you came on the show a few weeks ago, um, Mark, Mr. Mark Hallam. He he's he's played around with the airflow meters before, and he, he can he can fix them. So worst case scenario, we can get him to have a look at it. Actually, yeah. yes. Um, I will ask, I will also ask Daniel, considering he now has two Arthur John Skylines, <laughs> um, and one of them isn't running, so maybe he's willing to uh, part with that for a reasonable sum. You think? Yeah. So I'll that just investigate awesome. a few. Thank you very much. Well, that's what I'm on the hunt for that one at the moment. Um, what else did I do on the car? Um, the brakes. I've done all the brakes. They've been flushed and bled. Nice. Um, that was pretty easy. Oh, it was dirty. Bits of rust and that was coming out, so I'm glad I've done all that. That's all nice and clean now. I found a crack in the rim. Ah. So I had, old, I had to do the old soapy water trick to find it exactly. You can't even see it. Like it's that small. Yeah. It's minuscule. So that'd be right. That that should be an easy fix. I'm sure they just do a bit of weld. It's not in a spot where it's where it would damage it structurally or anything like that. It's just like on the face where you've got because it's like a two-piece rim. It's just on the face where the I guess that other piece sits onto the main part of the rim. So it's just in there in the little corner there. It should be an easy fix. Um, I having a look, I reckon I might be able to run those rims without spaces as well, which would be pretty good. That'd be very good. It only just nicks part of the, the brake caliper, not the caliper itself. It's like a, I can't even explain it. You got to see it. It's just an extra piece that's kind of hanging off. It's not really part, it's not really the caliper itself or anything. So I reckon I could probably shave a little bit off. It wouldn't. It would need like not even a mill shaved off because it just skims it. You can hear it just skimming it, and it would be sweet. Okay. And that would tuck in nice and neat, and then it wouldn't rub anymore, and then it would be fine going through roadworthy inspections. Well, I think that's what we got to do, Scotty. Because you know what the deadline is, my friend. It's cl- it's it's classic <laughs> man. December. December, dude. It's coming up. It is coming up. Getting your pass, isn't it? December four. Yeah, it's uh, about it with the R31. A couple of things. I know people can't see it, but I thought I'd just at least you can see it and I can talk about it. This one here I got from David. Oh, oh right. Good day. There it is. And this is the other side of it. That's sick. Ooh-ah. So if we open it up, opens up huge too. So Oh, that's cool. See that? The body inspection. Nice. Everything all in there. Pre-delivery checklist. Very nice. <laughs> Super cool. So um, when we get your car on the road, we gotta we gotta do that checklist to your skyline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fail, fail, fail. <laughs> Probably, yeah. No boot grommet <laughs> fail. fail. All these bosses and dints and where there's rust and circling <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, I love it. And but, um, my other magazines that oh, uh, I talked oh, about. Oh, nice. So that's the um, 
R32 GDR one, they're called Best Album. And then the R33. And then the R34. Oh, so <laughs> they come with heaps of information. I hope quick. Like it's huge when you see the the side of it. They're, pr they're pretty. They're thick. very fat, aren't they? Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Thick. There's tons of pictures. There's stuff about motorsports. So about on the uh, taking it to the Nurburgring. Oh, that's very cool. Taking it to the Nurburgring. Yeah, the 400R is in here too. Right up on that. Whole right up on the drivetrain interiors. Stuff on just the normal R33 GDST, the people that made it, designed it, a bit of motorsport. That's cool. Oh, that's racing too. Quite um, the weighty tone. It's the same as a 32 one. I had these awesome old advertisements in the back. No, must be just the 32 one. I was just looking at it the other day. And it's got all these old pictures if i can find it it's near the back oh that's cool you're the skyline king scott you've got more skyline material than anyone else i know awesome skyline that's paraphernalia the that's the aim yeah. old ones in here like the 2000 gte x r31s r30s all going back to 1957 oh that's cool i've got some really old ones here too some of the old advertisements yeah 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 was really cool. That's sick. That was at the back of it. So yeah, it's just it's packed with so much awesome stuff in in these holiday uh, reading for you, Scotty. Yes, and it's nice light reading because you just kind of go through and you go, oh, that looks interesting. Pull out your phone, Google Translate, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. get a good idea of what it's about. <laughs> and that's yes. that's me, Mr. Prince. Oh, gosh, nothing nearly as uh, substantial as um, anyone else tonight. It's going to be pretty quick. Um, I was just trying to think. Uh, had a lovely day Saturday, uh, Sunday, went on a bit of a drive uh, with Mr Bunting. And um, at my request, we took the uh, 124-300CE, which was very nice, uh, which I drove all day, basically, which was all day, literally all day. And your impressions, David, three good things, three bad things. Three good things? Um, oh, my goodness. Um, road presence. Felt beautifully planted on the road. Lovely, lovely weighted steering. Oh, there's a lot to like about that car. Um, it certainly, it corners beautifully. And, um, and the, the ride at speed, like on, the, on those rutted roads that we were on, was uh, absolutely brilliant. There was, um, oh, there was a little bit of inclement weather, so the lack of a, of a one sweep uh, on the wiper, which you pointed out was characteristic mm. of all ladies' benzes, mm. um, which is something I'm not used to, as, as most of my Japanese cars have had that function. Um, so Funny how often you use that, and I notice it in the, those old benzes. You know, yep. I must sort of do it a lot in the other cars without realising, but when it's not there, you're like, no, I don't want four swooshes. I just want one swoosh. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They obviously thought they system, knew better. Yeah. Um, that was really my only criticism. No, actually. no, there was another one. You had a sore back. I had a little bit of a sore back. I, uh, 
the seat to me lacked a little bit of lumbar support, but I, I do like a bit of lumbar support in a car. So mm. I often actually take um, a lumbar cushion in uh, on long trips anyway. But too, that'd be quite a long trip actually that on Sunday, yeah, longer yeah. than I imagined we would, we'd be driving. Um, but um, uh, yeah, no, that was the only thing. Luckily, it didn't amount to anything. It may have been with more familiarity, I might have adjusted the seat. You know, a, a bit better. The, the cushion was very adjustable, of course, and and the like. But no, absolutely wonderful experience. Very enjoyable day motoring. Glad you like the vehicle. Could have been improved had the weather been lovely and the sunroof open, of course, because you know how one one does like a sunroof. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, that wasn't an option. So um, no, no, lovely way to travel. And um, interestingly, on the run, which was a. Um, not necessarily a car club. It was more a charity group. It was actually a charity called Drive Against Depression. But yeah, we were the oldest car, weren't we? There were lots of uh, mm. lots of focuses and the Cayman and all sorts of uh, bits and pieces. A Cupra. Um, yeah, we were by far the oldest car. Yeah. And, uh, like the, if the weather was good, you could have had gone full Monty and not just sunroof open, but pillarless windows all oh, yes. down. Yes. So that's nice when you've got that full flow through and the roof open. It's Pretty much a convertible. Pretty much, and and it would have easily outcooled the uh, all the other cars there. So oh, just saying, yeah, yeah, just putting it out there. It was a Volkswagen um, that had a flat tire. I was like <laughs> Volkswagen. <laughs> 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 so that was a very enjoyable. Oh, and we actually called in uh, at a um, one of our club members' places that we haven't been to before, who has an incredible collection of uh, early Hondas that he's amassed in the last little while, which. The club's actually going on a run up there in uh, late October, uh, just out of um, Bacchus Marsh. Uh, and, um, yeah, there's, uh, he's got some really interesting bits and pieces. are all in the process of restoration, so he's got a lot of work ahead of him. So hopefully he can you know, work, away, work out a way to get make eight days in a week or something like that. So, so that was good. I had, had a little bit of fun yesterday afternoon. Another fellow in the club is overseas and had given me the keys to his car to to keep running while he was away. So I actually, um, being on, of course, to start a first turn of the key. Um, that's a 1988 uh, Honda City factory Cabriolet, which is a very rare little car designed by Pin and Farina. Um, and, uh, yeah, it um, and it's manual uh, and a sweet, sweet little car. So uh, that was a very pleasant little uh, drive in that. Um, I'm very glad it's in the club. I'm very glad it's close. It's in immaculate condition, and um, yeah, it needs to come out for some more more shows this summer. I think it's uh, a bit of a rarity. Mm. So I think that's all my updates so far. Yes, I think that'll do me for the time being. Lovely. Myself, I went on Saturday to. I had, I had a rally driving experience, which I had for two years, which I couldn't use because of COVID. Um, oh. so I decided to, to use it, uh, use it on Saturday and it was a rally and a drifting experience. So got down to a place in Bacchus Marsh called Rally Drive. Yeah. Heard of that. Yeah. And there's like a, there's like a massive BMX track, like, like not, not BMX, like, like, um, uh, like motocross track. And I'm driving into the place. And these people, on, uh, these people racing each other on, on them, on their, on their, on their, um, yeah, what's it called? Dirt bikes. Dirt bikes. It's like like fifty meters in the sky. I'm like, what the hell? Like, like slow down, you crazy kids. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm I'm like I almost almost like drove off into the into a ride. I was like, oh, well, bloody hell! Like they're just in the in the sky, 
Um, I'm like, that was very cool. So I'm like, yeah, I was in the right place. Mm-hmm. So I had a, uh, what's it called a Subaru WRX to drive. They, they had a whole bunch of GC8s that were caged, um, still with, you know, full interiors and stuff, just caged. Um, but but they are flogged because like they are just used to, to rally all day, every day. WRX. So yeah, they, so the first part of the day was driving a Subaru WRX and, uh, you know, did a fair few laps on, on the rally course and I was really enjoying myself. And then um, I hit a rut and then uh, on, on the back of the straight and I was like, oh, the steering feels a little bit fine, but a bit, a bit weird, but whatever. I went to turn and the car kept going straight and I, and I went off. So I, I broke the car, but oh. the, yeah. So the, uh, I think, I think you said, one of the lower ball joints is like it's a very common that they you know when they just abuse like that they they go through them pretty quick so the front wheels were facing each other essentially like that <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> oops so, and i was like oh no i've broken the bloody car like here we go this is the story of my life you know so i had to get carried back in a daihatsu Feroza. i hadn't seen one of those in a while and anyway so <laughs> got another got into another wrx finished finished my my experience they went and did the drifting uh, side of things. Now I was meant to be drifting a R33 GTS, non like non turbo Skyline, but that the previous person that had the car before me put it into a wall, okay. so damaged the radiator. So they said so they brought out their stock car, which was like yeah, like a proper cage stock car, which was a VS Commodore. And the the guys that were running the, the event said the VS is way more fun to drive because it's a lot more torquier. Um, it's got a lock diff, and you just you just drive it on on the on the throttle. So like you, you can you steer it on the throttle, which is essentially. He's like it's, it's like it's a way it's way more fun. I'm like, I'm like oh yeah, sounds good. So I, I drove the VS. God, it was fun. You know, I, I I was I was like I felt I, I was manging like, like like I've never manged before. You know, mang mang. It was it was um. Oh, I had it had it yeah, linking corners and you know I spun it a few times and then I stalled it once and I'm like oh, okay great and anyway I came back and then they then they hop in the car and give you like a, f- a full experience of, of like a, a hot lap. This guy legit linked the whole the whole track in the in this Commodore. I'm I'm like I'm like dude you're insane. He's he's like I do this for a living. <laughs> so uh. he's he's like linking all corners and, and 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 yeah it was it was so much fun. So then I then I ended up on casters looking at VS Commodores to, to buy. I was, like, <laughs> I was like no no I don't I don't need that. Well, if we're making a trip car, we're doing an AU Falcon. AU Falcon. <laughs> so I mean that's probably, that's probably the best option for it. The old Modi Intech and never late in an Intech. Um so. So yeah, I, I had a, I had a lot of fun on on on, on Saturday, uh, and then what else have I got gotten up to? I think that's been virtually it on on my on on my end of uh, of of car stuff. So that is anything broken, Maddie? Um, we don't talk about broken things, uh, but <laughs> the LTD is online currently for sale. So uh, it's it's official. It's online for sale. Um, Edward kind of put, put a gun to my head and said, you better put it for sale. I was, I'll shoot you. And I was like, okay. Um, Ed's nodding his head. He's like, yeah, that, that's virtually what yeah, that's, that's what happened. And the Merc, is, when my uncle comes down for my brother's wedding, is taking the Merc back with him. Or when Ooh, we drive good. it up there. Ah. We, could, we could drive it up there. We, we could take it on one right. last pilgrimage. Yeah, one, um, one last run, maybe. One last run, which, which, which would be kind of cool. How, uh, how far is up there? 18 hours away. Huh. And you're you're confident. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? It's exactly right. Uh, you're nah, grooming your uncle to a, uh, a a call for a tow somewhere along the way. Well, here's the thing, Alan. That car in its first 
four or five years. I mean, Ed's seen the book. It went to Sydney and back, Sydney and back. I reckon it was like a chauffeur or like VHA car back in the day because it did 200,000 Ks in its first like four years. So wow. if, there's any car, Sydney, yeah. if there's any car that can do it, I mean, it's probably a drug running car at, the, at that point, but if there's any car that can do it, it's the, it's the um, I was going to say the LTD. The LTD would do it. Uh, the M103 the, engine. Yes. Uh, so it can do it. I think it can do it. So I, I'm confident, sort of. Um, and I, I think the advice uh, you need to render to your uncle is once you got it started, just don't switch it off. <laughs> <laughs> just just keep it running 24-7. Yeah. Even when you're filling up, just keep it running. It's fine. <laughs> they don't recommend it. They, don't, they look down upon it at the pump, but you can do it. Especially if it's a, you know, a self-serve pump or pay your own way pump um they they were they're not even there monitoring so it's a good idea um but I, that's the, the one piece of advice i'd render just don't turn it off, turn it off. and uh you got nothing to worry about and, and she'll be right as they exactly say. she'll be right so that is it on my end gentlemen's now tonight's topic i wanted to t- talk to you guys about because i wanted you to to ha- have a think about when i when i said this to you guys earlier about your best feelings during car ownership and worst feelings during car ownership. Like what, what are the highs? What are the lows? What, what have you felt with this was, a, this all comes together or what do you felt like? Oh, that's, that's the, one of the worst things that's ever happened to me with a car. Um, <laughs> so, and you know, for me, I've, I've been stranded in the Merc, oh geez, many times, but, but they weren't bad experiences because one time I was in a drug dealer and I didn't even know I was part of, uh, <laughs> I mentioned that on the show uh, a few times, but <laughs> Um, gentlemen, I'll, I'll leave it with you guys. Best, we'll, we'll start with with our best best moments, that, that our memories, and, and moments that that have happened to us during car ownership. Gosh, well, mine would probably one of my best would be going back um, a long time. I'll have to say, I'll just I'll just leave it a long time, uh, and picking up my seventy eight SE Toyota Corolla from Bay Road Motors in um, Moorabbin, mm-hmm. and driving it home. At the ripe old age of 18 and two days. So cool. That's and exciting. I mean, we've talked about this on this podcast and other podcasts uh, about the, that freedom, that sense of freedom and that sense of, you know, the world's your oyster, basically. You can actually go anywhere you want. And, uh, yeah, that's a pretty awesome feeling. And I think anyone who's into cars will can not have to think too long to bring that, that first drive of their first car back to mind. So, yeah, I think uh, that's certainly one that stands out for me. Yeah, I would agree. That was exciting. I think for me getting L's more than maybe P's because I drove a lot on my L's, so I you sort of got that feeling. But, yeah, L's, L's was a big one. Yeah, I yeah. love driving around the suburbs and uh, forcing my parents to come with me and I just, I just <laughs> wanted to keep driving and never stop. <laughs> never stop. <laughs> uh, mine would be getting the 34 GDR, I think, because, you know, I've just seen pictures of it and you're waiting for it to yep. come over and then finally it's complied and the drive to the other side of the city and then to walk in the shop and see it sitting there and knowing that I can just drive out with it was awesome. Just seeing yeah, it in person looks so much different than the pictures. It was so much smaller than what you picture. Like when you see the images, you go, oh, it looks like a pretty big car, but when you actually see it in person, uh, a lot smaller, the colour looked fantastic and put a whole full tank of 98 in it because it was nearly empty. (laughs) 
Exactly. You sort of, with, with cars like that that you've waited a long time to get or saved up for or whatever, you, you can't quite believe it's yours. Yep. You know? so I, I, remember, I remember getting my MG Midget and I'd wanted one for years and, you know, I saved, got my first job, sort of saved up a bit of money. I bought a stereo and the MG. They were my two first year <laughs> of working purchases. And, um, yeah, just walking out to the garage and seeing it sitting there in bright red with the top down, you think, that's mine. Wow. Like... I couldn't quite fathom that I'd bought that. And then the first time I put my foot down, jeez, yeah. it felt fast. <laughs> I kept, skipping, kept skipping from second into fourth because I was like, well, that's quick. I'll just go a bit slower. So I skipped third and go into fourth. <laughs> <laughs> go back to cruising and I'm like, oh, that's quick. Ooh, she's got some bite. Yeah, it was far. It sounded awesome. Everything about it just stays in my mind for life how long did you wait for that car for scotty i don't reckon it was too long maybe maybe eight eight months maybe yeah it wasn't wasn't too bad to turn around you know it got onto the boat pretty quick smart come over here and then you just constantly paying a whole bunch of things and then it went to the compliance place and they were just contacting me saying you know just the tires and that kind of stuff. So I said, yeah, um, told them what kind of tires. I just told them, you know, don't skimp on it. But that, that's stuff <laughs> that you already know needs to get changed anyway to get compliance. And by then you've just been, been handing over the money to all these random people that you've never met and never seen your car. Mm. And, exactly. You know, right. You're quite yeah. well, well used to just, you know, thinking, gee, I hope this actually amounts to something <laughs> in the end. But the, I must say the process was piece of cake. Um, all I had to do is just kept paying the bills come, I pay. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, easy, easy process. And then yeah, when I got the call, they're saying, yeah, it's ready to pick up. Oh, fantastic. Did I'll tell you, you what, I got I got um the one funny thing was with the six speed, I've never I've never driven a six speed. Um took me a bit to figure out how to get into reverse. <laughs> I kept putting into six, like I I, I don't I'm like sitting there, I, go, I don't understand. But so just yeah. Ear knob is like a little lever that you pull up and then put it into yeah. this, and that got your reverse. So I'm like, take putting into six. Yeah. I'm like an idiot, but I don't know how. <laughs> My mom called me the other day and, and she had to move the, the Fiesta. And she's like, Matt, I can't move the car. How do I put it in reverse? I'm like, I'm like, you gotta lift up the, the thing. She's like, lift up what? She's like cracking it on the phone. She's, she, you can tell she was frustrated and frazzled. She's like, how do I move this damn thing? I'm like, underneath, you, 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 you use your two fingers and just lift it up. And she's like, oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. I'm like, that's all right. Relax. It's okay. <laughs> Some cars are pushed down. Like pushed down. old Volkswagens are sort of pushed down and across. And yeah, sometimes there's a neck. Uh, so when you, when you get cars running is always very satisfying too. Like that Moke, you know, bought it non-running and you get it running and you realize it's sort of okay. Uh, but yep. I've had that many times over the years where you buy something and you're like, oh, like I've dragged something out of a farm shed, you, you trailer it home, you clean it up, and then you're like, oh, is this any good? And when it finally runs, and mo most of them I've had have run okay, and um, and you go, oh, okay, so it's, it's not too bad. It's very satisfying. Here we go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or an achievement, like a big drive. You know, when I bought my, my, my good Renault 16 from Canberra, you know, drove it all the way back to Melbourne and, and it ran like a top and, you make it. It's very satisfying when you're rolling up to home going, hello, you you know, good girl, well done sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Same satisfaction I had driving that Honda City into into Darwin after 8,000 Ks of rally on some of the, the worst roads. You know, you, 
we rolled into the Darwin Hilton at the end and everyone's clapping and there's like this fanfare of cars rolling in and that wasn't a car that anyone expected to make it. And so I love proving people wrong. And uh, yeah, we rolled in and went, good car, good car. Yeah. That, that, that would have been a cool experience actually just just, mm-hmm. just you know getting getting it there and i think like good experiences for me like especially when when i when i've had you know mechanical issues with cars um just getting it home and getting and like yeah come on one street to go you, you can do it. Yeah, you can. And then, willing it home and it's like the, it's like the, the sense of relief you know when you when you get there like oh like, i'm like I'll, I'll take you inside with me come on let's go come on yeah um yeah it, it's yeah it, I had that I had that a few times. I think, I think one of them was probably when um and we ended up buying the WRX. The STI or the or the, or the other the, the other WRX. Um it was just it was also very it was very sudden. Basically mm-hmm. I'd just shown my dad the car and I was like, all right, let's go see it. And I didn't expect him to actually, you know, be approving of it. And next thing you know, we're at the dealership he's like, all right, uh, I'll pay my credit card, is that okay? <laughs> Which that's that's his like go to. <laughs> it's like MasterCard, you know. <laughs> Which uh as as a uh, any kind of person who's worked in, you know, the at least vehicle real uh, um retail presence, their charges are quite significant. They're uh, merchant charges, so they're always a bit displeased mm-hmm. at letting you do that. Um but we managed <laughs> to it wasn't the first our first rodeo. <laughs> so, you know, uh we yeah, it just went through and I was like, Wow, we actually, you know. We actually bought the car. Next thing you know, yeah. they need to get it roadways and everything else. So I think I ended up waiting for like two weeks. Um, it's a long week, yeah, two weeks later. Long two weeks. Yeah. And it's just getting there, like, finally. And then again, it was a, a bit of a sad moment that I couldn't drive it home because I still had no manual training. So dad's like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to drive it home. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I would have gotten home. Um, just. Yeah. With, oh. no, with no clutch left. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> I, took it, I took it out for a drive the next day. And that's how I learned how to drive. So this is one of those things. You know, you got to learn the car. But that that was that was an awesome experience. Just being like, this is a car that like I've you know again I wanted as a kid, and now it's like become a reality. So just that joy overall, I think, is hard to beat. The, the other one was probably when I bought the MX-5, because that was my first solo adventure into buying cars. I guess you could say, where I had you know looked it all up, contacted the gentleman, and um, I'm, I've done that before for the Mustangs as well. But that never kind of uh, yeah came to fruition. Whereas this. You know, it was like a heist. I left extra early in the morning from Canberra. You know, got to this gentleman's house in, uh, what was it? Murchison, country Victoria, test driven it. You know, had the negotiations, gone home, talked to him on the phone, got the cash together. Like, it was very much like a, a little heist that I had done <laughs> uh, that nobody, well, at least my family didn't know about. Um, and, uh, you know, having that be a success, have the car parked, it was pretty sweet. And um, then the moment that, like, I brought it home properly, and my dad was actually like, I was happy with this car. You could have just told me. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> just to have him be like, you know, I actually like these cars. They're cool. Yeah. Just to have him like give it like that tick of approval was uh, was quite nice. Yeah. Well, I never got the tick of approval. I always just got the shake of the head. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my mum came out the other night and, and I, because I pulled the roof off the moat. And she and she said, "Oh, it looks much better with the roof off, doesn't it?" And I said, "Yeah, it does." And she <laughs> she said, "Oh, I'll have a drive of that over the summer." And I'm like, "Yep, that's fine. <laughs> I'll crack on with it." Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting when you've waited. I mean, that you talk about waiting, Scotty. Like I've waited since I was a kid to have a mini moke. It's that's like nearly forty years I've waited for one of those. It's yeah, a, it's a long time. It's a long time, and the day I get a pagoda, which you know it'll happen one day, but. 
you know, I think I'll just burst into tears. That's been like a <laughs> lifelong, you know, it is a lifelong car for me. You know, one that uh, keeps escaping me. And, I, you know, you sort of never think that's going to ever happen. Have you ever driven a, or been driven in a Pagoda? Yeah, yeah. I've driven, uh, I have driven one. Uh, one or two, two, I think I've driven over the years. Um, they're very solid. They're sort of far more far more solid and quality feeling than you would think being a 60s mm. convertible. Um, yeah, there's a lot I like about those cars. But, yeah, they're very expensive now too. So, you know, that that notion of owning one, you're like, well, you're going to have to forego something like a house in order to make that dream happen. Yeah, there's other yeah. options. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what you were saying Ed, about not quite believing that it's yours um, I, I was flipping through my phone the other day and came across the video of my N1 coming off the truck in the my, yeah. in our street because yeah. um, I, I actually um, when I first saw the car in uh, 2011 at the Tokyo Motor Show the the, um, the prototype I thought how am I going to get one of those and <laughs> it, uh, it, I had a few goes and um, I even applied personally through to the Department of Infrastructure in Canberra to, to try and bring one in. And um, the, someone rang me and said, mate, you know, do you know what's involved in doing this? You know, like, <laughs> you got you got to emissions test it and you got to this and you got to that. Yeah. I said, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, I know all that. No. <laughs> and thinking, oh, crap. Uh, yeah, so never thinking that you'd, I'd actually get one. And then the rules changing and being able to actually get one on the list and then actually buy one and then, saying yes let's do it and then COVID struck and thinking oh okay and then like Scotty was doing just passing passing all his money across you know well not all his money it wasn't a king's ransom but you know I mean you just keep paying for something you've never seen you you know you don't actually know exists you've only seen pictures of a car um, and then yeah it actually arrived in the street and then I could drive it five kilometres because we were locked down yeah. so <laughs> I drove it around and around and around and around that big block I tell you <laughs> <laughs> but it was that feeling I can remember of thinking, I can't believe this is actually here and I can't believe it's mine. You know, like yeah. I, I hadn't been through that buying process. It was literally just like delivered as a package at my front door. It was great. And I think that process is is nice in a way, like the dreaming and the, the, the lying awake at night, you know, thinking uh, thinking what it's going to be like. If, if it comes too easily, I think, you don't value it as much. No, know? exactly right. Exactly right. Like I, I, I yearned for a W108 Mercedes Benz for years and months and whatever, you know, when I was a teenager and finally at age 19, you know, that was the first Benz that I ever bought. And yeah, I remember driving home in it going, whoa, can't believe it. But also this feeling of, all right, so what now? Yeah. You know, like, like yeah. I've got it. I've achieved the dream. What, you know, all that fun daydreamy time is kind of gone. Um, so sometimes, I don't know, the crush is better than the relationship or the dreaming about the car is maybe better than getting a car. Well, I think that's, that's you know, why like my unicorn of a TX3 Turbo is, is like, you know, it's it's always it's always there. Like I, I love one, but like, I you know, I just, I like, kind of like the chase, if you know what I mean. I, I kind of like yeah, having know, that as, yeah, having, absolutely. I mean that as the uh, as the you know like it's the one day car you know it, it'll it'll happen one day and um, and, and yeah the, when the, when the planets align you know it's 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 like the moke you know I wasn't out searching looking at every single one you know but I got an alert and okay that's the right one and you know when you know when 
the planets align and it's right and you should do it when you shouldn't and when it's not right and you just go yep all right we're doing it you know so it's not like i couldn't have bought another one you know but yeah the story's got to sort of line up you know it's got to be gotta be right well i remember when i brought my first laser home um when when runner had the the this laser that was essentially the guy didn't want it anymore that that gave it to runner and said you know it cost me too much to fix just just here here you go um and runner put put you know you know 500 bucks to fixing it to get it on the road basically he's like just pay me what, I, what i've got into the car and, and it's yours paying him the money and then um but the, I, I, we didn't get to take, take it home yet because he still had to he still had to do a few, a few bits and pieces to it to get it on to get it roadworthy and but going there every Saturday, like you know, I was in high school at the time. I was in, I was in, oh geez, I was in year ten or eleven. And every you were Saturday, over the, the bits, the interior bits. Yeah, every yeah, Saturday, so, going, so cool. Every Saturday, going with mum to, well, mum would be in the office working. I'd be in the back stripping this donor laser he had there, taking parts off, putting it into my into my laser, making my laser really really nice. Yeah. And then when it finally came to the day, it was roadworthy. I had the roadworthy in my hand. Um, you know, and we, we had a, we had an appointment booked at Bandura Vic roads, but the moment we, we hopped in the car, mum was driving it. And, um, I was in the, I was in the passenger seat and just seeing mum put it in first gear and just, just rolling it out of the driveway was, I think still to this day, out of all the cars I've, I've ever had the best experience of it. So satisfying. I'm That's like, brilliant. All, all this work and all this time and effort. And now I finally get to enjoy it. And I get to, and then, then the next morning I woke up super early and just went and just, well, I, I just sat aside on the steps and just, just looking at it like, a, like an idiot. But I, I, was, um, I think mom's like, I think, I think mom was, or someone said to me, he's like, Matt, it is there. It's okay. <laughs> you, know, it's just, um, you know, that was a $500 car, but it, it meant, it meant so much more than, than $500 to me. You know, like it was, it was just, it was yeah. my time and effort. And it was, I think it was like the buildup of, the repair and this and that and all the little things I did to it. I put my sound system in it. I put this, I put that and having it there. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is, this is, the, this is it. You know, this, this is, this is the, the, the arguably one of the greatest moments of my, of my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was fantastic. And, and, you know, like, I, I mean, it was the cheapest car I've ever bought, but it's probably, it's probably the most important car in that, in that interest, in, sorry, in that, in that aspect, because it was, you know, the car that I learned to learn to do virtually everything in. So, um, but just having it come home that day and, and driving it, driving it home that night um, was, was fantastic. Love yeah. it. I, I think for myself, like having a car before I ended up getting my piece, mm. I think that would have really, like I, every day would have been filled with like a little bit of angst until I could drive the car. Yeah. Like, come on, come on. I, I'm, there's a solid chance I would have driven the car illegally. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm quite <laughs> grateful that I didn't have a car that I could call you know, technically my own until after I got my piece. Yeah. Um, I mean, those 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 days after I got my piece until I got the car as well, they were also agony because I said, I want my own car, damn it, you know? I'm a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, well, I mean, I, I think I came into adulthood when, when like, I was 17 and I went to the uh, the Vic Roads appointment with my mum and I thought mum was putting it in her name and mum was like, oh, come on, give the guy your learners. And I'm like, wait, like, wait, like, it, a car's in my name. They're like, they're like, you can put your car in your name. It's, you know, you've got a learner's permit. You can put it in your name. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm an adult. Right. This is, this is it. Like, this is, it's happening. So I was like shakily handing over the, uh, you know, the, uh, the last, the, the, the learner's permit, I should say. And yeah, it was, it was fantastic. But yeah, it, it's moments like that. Like you, you're right. Angst and, and, and things that build. Yeah. And I, I guess I kind of felt like like how you felt with that 
um, with with your Moke. Uh, oh, sorry, the the the, the one hundred and eight. Uh, Ed, mm. in terms of like like my my car, that car I yearned for as a kid was a F six Typhoon. I, I I wanted one, and after seeing one at the, at the at the motor show, you know, brand new, I was like, oh, you know, I, I've got to get one, get one of these. And and the moment I drove it out of the guy's driveway and gave, hit full boost on the uh, <laughs> on um, oh, it's it's near it. it oh, I forgot the, the main road, the, the Melton Highway. Yeah. And then just just got it and just just went. And I was just like backed off, and I was like, oh, this is the best. Like <laughs> I drove it straight to the city. <laughs> like I just drove, just drove, drove it all the way there. And, yeah, it was fantastic. It was, yeah, it, it was a moment. They're the, the moments like I think I'll treasure forever. I think as a, as a. Yeah, you never forget that. Same with MX Five. Like I, my Outlaster <laughs> in Year Seven had one. You know, the NA in red. You know, and I always wanted that car. It didn't have to be red, but you know, I always wanted an NA. And so when I finally bought that, you know, twenty years later, um, out of Sydney, you know, and I remember driving it home. I left Sydney at like 1 p.m. in the afternoon and got home at 10 p.m. that night. But, you know, if you don't stuff around, it's a nine-hour drive. But, mm. but yeah, just getting it out on the highway and getting out through Yass sort of, you know, or down south of Sydney towards Canberra and what have you. And I was like, I just said out loud, I love this car. I love this car, you know. And it was <laughs> coming along and I was like, I was so happy. People are like, you're driving an MX-5 interstate. I'm like, damn straight I am. That's a, compared <laughs> yeah. to the stuff I've driven, that's, that's a walk in the park. <laughs> Oh, that that's that would that would have been that would have been awesome. Mm. Um, Even the Tarago, you know, when I when I when I, when I bought that at the auctions, you know, I flew up with the the steering column and you fit that, and then you know, it's my uncle's Tarago that he had since new, and I was driving that out of Canberra, and it didn't take me very long. You know, originally I bought it back thinking I would you know fix it and sell it to someone in the Toyota Club, you know, just just to save it. You know, I didn't want it going out, out you know, to the wrecker, and um. But after literally minutes driving that car, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not selling this. It's a, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a keeper. Like, nah, it's too smooth. It's too sweet. Nah, the, the, that one's staying. Um, but very, it's very satisfying when, um, yeah, thing, it all comes together and they just work on the way home, sort of thing. What about the worst moments of car mm. ownership when they get crashed into? Yep, I'll agree with that. That's when my mini got rear-ended by a bedford van that wasn't great really i didn't know that had never happened oh yeah i was stopped and uh yeah bedford van went into the arson me and it didn't it didn't damage it i mean it did damage it horrendously but not not crazily so the the rest of the body was okay because it's so hollow in the back there's nothing behind there it just it didn't even break the rear windscreen but it caved in underneath that um The good thing with those cars is they've got external seams. So the welds are all on the outside and um, they actually cut the two rear pillars um, near the top. They got a donor back and, you know, welded that on, you know, via, mostly via the external seams. And so, um, yeah, it's had a new a new bum on it. Oh, wow. All the other panels are original, but, um, and it still drove fine. It was tracking straight and everything. It wasn't out of whack body wise. It was just quite caved in and not something they could easily fix. It was easier to put a donor back on it. So it had that done, but that was off the road for eight months because I had third party, not comprehensive. And you learn these things when you're a kid. And, um, yeah, I had to wait for them to put in a claim, you know, and they just didn't, you know, so it was off the road for a long time. That was very disappointing. Um, 
That was one of the worst ones. And then buying cars I shouldn't have bought. I bought a Merc W114 compact. I was emotional one day and went out and bought this stupid thing, um, which looked all right on paper, but it had a slipping transmission. And I figured, you know, you find that out when the car warms up on the way home. You're like, oh, this is not as good as what I thought it was in, when I bought it. And so I very quickly sold that again. Yeah, other than that, it's really just when they get crashed or damaged or break down when you don't want them to, maybe. I remember bringing uh, my little panel van back um, after it had an engine um, put in it. And um, basically, that was a car that was didn't have an engine in it when I got it. And uh, we found it on eBay. Um, and uh, it stopped four times on the way home. And I rang the mechanic um, who, who'd done the work and... Uh, great guy, um, uh, and he said, "Oh, I said I think I know what that is." Uh, so he instructed me how to actually take the fuel line off the um, uh, off the uh, fuel filter and actually blow back through because he hadn't actually um, flushed the tank, oh. uh, the petrol tank. So all the rust and rubbish in the bottom of the fuel tank was being sucked up to the to the um, outlet from the tank into the to the uh, fuel filter. So I had just the car had stopped, and I had to blow through the fuel line, and um, that would be enough to blow the uh, muck off the end of the pickup in the tank. <laughs> and then the car would start and run beautifully, and I'd, <laughs> you know, drive another two or three kilometres before it would conk out again. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it took me four goes to get from Huntingdale to my place, and um, yeah, I was very happy about that. That was not a good day. I was sort of willing, and like you, you know, willing the car to get to the next stop. And I, I had to get across High Street Road, and it was probably about 11, 11 o'clock on a weekday, you know. So it, the, the road was not devoid of traffic, and uh, I've, I, I had to do a left-hand turn on High Street Road and then a right-hand turn. So it was like uh, I was hoping against hope that there would, that A, the car wouldn't stop, and B, there'd be a gap that I wouldn't have to, you know, <laughs> have to stop. Thankfully, there was, but yeah, four to four goes it took to get home. That wasn't a good very day. stressful when that happens. Very stressful, yeah, yeah. I was but I learned a valuable lesson any car that's being recommissioned after an expended length of time, easy job, really. Take the tank out, get it, get it flushed and cleaned, and and even lined if need be. Um, mm. which I, I had done, I took it out of, of, in the in the garage here and, and had it done, and it's never stopped since, so um, yeah, it's been fine. So that's uh. That's an easy process to do when you just factor that into your restoration, really. I'm not going to do it on the moke. I'm going to suck it and see. Oh, good on you. There you go. You're but a great man. I've looked I've in the tank. That. I've looked in the tank and it looks really clean. So I'm like, eh. <laughs> okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how far we get. <laughs> what about you, Scotty? Probably around the uh, with the BMW just being suck it in with the um with a well-known prestige automotive dealership and yeah just being sucked in and trapped with it uh if i had the knowledge that i've got now because you know i know a lot more it would have happened but i just got caught up in it and purchased it and it was rather expensive it was an expensive time. It just non-stop things going wrong all the time. Mm. Very rarely did I have it running perfectly. Just little things popping up all the time. It was just massive headache. But, you know, when it did run well, it was fantastic. Mm. 
So you bought that from a dealership or like a BMW dealership? Nah, just a luxury vehicle. Right. <laughs> a reputable operator. Uh, Edward, you've got to go. Good luck on your uh, s- safe travels and we'll see you. Thank on you. Side. Yes, I'll see you on October the 18th with uh, inter- international car updates potentially. Mm. Well, uh, when exactly Excellent. are you leaving? What day are you leaving? Uh, tomorrow. No, tomorrow. Thursday. 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 Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. Um, so, yeah, see you in a few weeks. All right. Take care, everyone. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that'll probably be it. That'd, that'd be crap, Scotty. I, yeah. I, I remember, I remember you, you owning that car. It was, just, it was just always just getting things done. Yeah, it was pretty much in the workshop more than I actually owned it. Yeah, yeah, that's just didn't have a guy in theirs compared to with me. It was just yeah, bad experience. Lesson learned though. Yep. <laughs> One of the things that comes to mind is like when you've I guess tried to make something better or fix the car on the way, yeah, and it's made things considerably worse. <laughs> um, I recall this was when I was you know still trying my hand with the the Falcon. Um, I decided you know one of the chief complaints people said were the PCU valve especially on the gas ones, was known to blow. So I thought, you know, I, I pulled out my piece of valve. Long behold, it was broken. I thought, well, let's head on down to the um, local Ford's part shop, get myself a brand new one. You know, it's only about $20. Yeah, cheap. So I pull on the, uh, the the old one out. Don't realize that I should probably end up picking up the uh, little metal bits and plastic that are... Thankfully, you know, Ford thought about this. They have a little little um cup thing yeah that you know it falls into and it doesn't actually go into the engine it's just i didn't pick those out and um i put in the new valve and uh you know i was like well let's roll so um <laughs> we uh we had to go to a um you know a family function that day mm-hmm. so we you know i start up the falcon you know it seems okay um air conditioning's gone and uh i make it about five minutes from the house and it stalls I'm like, huh, okay, that's odd. So I put on my put on uh put on my hazard lights and uh start up again. She starts, go back in the drive, and she stalls. I'm like, huh, this this is a it's not gonna work out too well. Um and her dad said, Did you do anything? I'm like, Yes, but it was supposed supposed to make things better. Um, (laughs) so what we decided to do was um basically I had to slip the transmission a bit. Mm. So uh start the car. Throw it in neutral, rev it just a little bit, and, put and, then, and then put it to drive, and the car would, you know, uh, lurch forward and kind of be on its way. Once it was driving, it was okay. So we pulled a U-turn immediately, you know, went back home. Next set of few lights, just throw it back into neutral as the car comes to the lights, <laughs> you know, slip it again, and uh, park it up. And I was like, well, that was uh, clearly a mistake. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was just I think you feel like, did I really break the car with just that? Um, so you know, we took the other car. That was all fine and good. Next day, I went to the mechanic. He um, pulled out the PCV, and then he got one of those um, magnetic tools. tools. Yeah, yeah. Just went cleaned out the um, little debris in the the little, I guess, the metal part that's inside the PCV valve. Um, and that may have been the, actually just blocking the PCV valve. Um, you know, whenever there was suction, causing the car to stall out, which I suspect was what was happening. But the car was still a bit a bit funny. Uh, it might have been also the fact that it was used to getting a lot more vapor mm. or something of that nature. So he reset the, the car computer. He's like, just go for a, a proper drive. Did that, and it was all fine and dandy. He didn't charge me anything for it either, uh, which was just, for his part, it was a five-minute job, and he was my local mechanic at the time. Mm. 
Um, but that was uh, it was also you know a really bad feeling at the start, thinking, oh no, no what this is going to cost me. <laughs> but I thought I was doing the right thing by the car, you know. Um, but uh, thankfully, it worked out. Well, I think, I mean, you still got it, it still works. Yeah, so. still works. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely one of the worst things to happen was getting hit up the backside on the typhoon. That mm. was one of the worst. Yeah. Ah, right. Yeah, I was just, just, I was just sitting there and um, waiting to turn onto a main road and got, got hit. And um, the guy in the, in the car behind me heard me yell and a couple of profanities, which I don't usually use. And I pulled over because I because I, I, I knew as soon as he hit me, I, I knew he, and he hit me pretty hard. Um, and I got out of the car. He's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I'm, I'm like, "I'm like, I'm like, dude, I was sitting there." Like, he's always like, "Oh yeah, I was, I wasn't paying attention." And um, yeah, I was not the most happiest of chappies that day. Put it that way. And then I had to wait ages because I couldn't get a rear bar for it because it's specific to that model. And yeah, that was yeah. I didn't have the car for for a good couple of months after that because it was just. Right, they could they they couldn't get parts anyway for it. So yeah, that but that's all sorted now. Don't have to ever, ever think about that again. Hopefully never. You had the uh the fresh little adventure a couple of weeks ago yeah. with the fiesta. Mm. Well, it's back the fiesta, which is good. Mm-hmm. It's packed up carefully. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did a good job. You, you can't. You can't. You can't tell. Um, but yeah, a bit frustrating. There's so many more that, that we could talk about, but we are going to run out of time soon. So, Scotty, we'll get to your game, then we'll get to the quiz. I was just going to say that the, the good thing to summarise is what I'm thinking is that we could probably go on a lot longer with the good memories and the good things that happen yeah. than the bad things. So, you know, there'll always be both both things happening, but, you know, we didn't even get into favourite drives that we've been on, you know, like, and, and that sort of thing. I think that's a whole other show, you know. It's a whole podcast, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, I mean... Car guys, I think you know you, you've got to remember the good bits more than the bad bits. That's what. <laughs> yeah, definitely, absolutely. Um, well, Mr. Scotty, though, has got a got a bit of a game before we get into the quiz. So, Scotty, take it away, my friend. Okay, so I haven't come up with a name. I don't know what to call it yet, but so I changed the names of certain cars. It'll still have the manufacturer name, but the model will be changed to a different name. Uh, that means the same thing using a thesaurus. Okay. So for example, cryptic. Is it, this is like cryptic crossword, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So cryptic, for example, cryptic Scotty. Cryptic, cryptic Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> so my example one would be if I said Ford horse, that would be like Ford Mustang. Mustang, Mustang the yeah. name for Mustang is a horse. And like um, Dodge Devil would be like Dodge Demon. So I've got some ones here to get started and see how you go. Do we just buzz in? So, yep, just the same as a normal quiz, just buzz just in. Yell the answer as loud as you can. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one, Honda Perception. Ooh, Perception. Matthew. Matt. Honda, oh. in- Honda Insight? Correct. Yeah. That's it. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Are you keeping That's score, Scotty? Uh, I should, shouldn't I? I, I? I can do it if you want. I'll, uh, I'll, uh... Oh, you can do it? Awesome. Yeah. Just guys, score check. I'm on one, just, just so you know. On one. <laughs> All right. Here's the second one. Subaru Freedom. Alan. Alan? Uh, Legacy or Liberty, but it would be Liberty technically because it's Freedom. Liberty, Morica. yes. 
<laughs> so I, I've got a mix of like some kind of easy ones, but hard ones in there too. So it doesn't get harder necessarily. It just kind of varies. Uh, next one is Nissan Horizon. Matthew. Maddie. It's Skyline, right? Yeah, correct. Oh. Correct. <laughs> David I is not enjoying this, but my brain's not working quickly <laughs> enough to actually. I'd get them given, but you guys are too quick. All right, uh, Mitsubishi hallucination. Oh, <laughs> Alum the Mirage. Yeah, correct. Mirage. <laughs> uh, you can't do many Euro ones because they're all you know like C two hundred and yeah, that's right. Wars <laughs> and stuff like that doesn't work as well. It'd be, it'd be uh, Mercedes uh, four hundred takeaway two hundred with a C. <laughs> <laughs> just bringing maths into it (laughs) (laughs) that could work all right uh suzuki swordsman matthew david or david just squeezed in there or um kazashi no 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 no. samurai yes oh oh, yeah yeah of course of course samurai Hopeless. David, what's happening, mate? Well, I know, got... I know. I, I, I get them. I need to think about them. I'm hopeless with cryptic crosswords. Absolutely <laughs> hopeless. <clears throat> okay, next one. Honda Jive. Matthew. David. Matthew. Jazz. Yeah, Jazz. <laughs> yeah. No one was unsure about, but I had a look at the source and it says. <laughs> the source. <laughs> the source is correct. It knows. All right. This is probably like my favorite one, this one. Uh, Ford Party. Matthew. Matthew. Yes, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really we... like that. That's probably my favorite. <laughs> Go on. I like it. <laughs> I, re- I ran a fight a few years ago called a fiesta, and it was called the fiesta. And one of the people involved in the organizing committee had a fiesta sedan. So we had the fiesta fiesta. And we <laughs> the fiesta fiesta, and we stuffed it with balloons. And then one of the prizes you could win was how many balloons were in the fiesta fiesta. <laughs> uh, good times. Actually, it looks like good. <laughs> All right, I got four more to go. Ooh. The next one is Ford Poke. Matthew. Matthew. Ford, Ford Probe. Yes. <laughs> Ford Probe. Okay, let's see how we go with this one. The Suzuki Rapid. Oh, David. Alan. Swift. Yes, Suzuki yeah, well Swift. Yeah. Yeah, I did get that one too. <laughs> it's not quick enough. Uh, you got to be quick with this one because I'm pretty sure you'll be able to get this one pretty quick, smart, all of you. <clears throat> Morris Child. Alan. Alan. The Morris Minor. Yes. Well done, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Morris Minor. All right, last one. David, you have to get this. this. Actually, let's, let's see if David can get it because he has to get on the board. <laughs> if he can get this, no pressure. Good. <laughs> okay, last one. The Hyundai Origin. Ooh. Hyundai Origin. Yeah. No, no good. Matthew. Pretty tricky this one, I thought. What do you think, Matty? 
Genesis. Yes, Genesis. Uh, okay. I mean, they don't even call it a Honda Genesis. I just call it a Genesis. Yeah, actually, that's the trick question. No, no, it's a shenanigan. That is not a shenanigan. In America and in the in Korea, they had a sports coupe <laughs> and, and a sedan called the Hyundai Genesis. It was a shenanigan. Oh, okay. and, now, and now the Genesis <laughs> is its own brand. So... Oh, well, we don't need to worry about the score check. Let's uh, let's move on to the quiz. <laughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> um, that was that was actually really good yeah, fun. Really good. I reckon you should do one for next week as well, and and we can we can we can have everybody on board. Uh, uh, and I'll swat up. <laughs> yes. Well, um, David will be drinking a lot of coffee. Um, he will be. I reckon. Be, I reckon. Yep, his, yep. He'll be getting his thesaurus out and just going going through. We'll all thesaurus <laughs> <laughs> out. Get into it. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Actually, what? that's a good idea. I'll have the thesaurus on hand. <laughs> you would have the... Like transfer. Mike has been transferred, just so you know. So, so it is. Well, now, now it is the the quiz time. Um, so the second uh, little quiz of uh, well, so, well, I mean, it kind of yours was kind of a quiz anyway. Um, it was a bonus quiz. It's a bonus quiz. Even yeah. though it started first. Quiz it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Correct. Correct. Well, let's get in. Let's get into the car quiz. 10 questions plus some bonus questions. You know the rules, gents. Question one. The Austin Healey Sprite was a small open-top sports car that was designed to be a low-cost model. So that what? Sorry, say again. So that The Austin Healey Sprite was an open-top sports car that was designed to be a low-cost model. So that blank. Uh, Alan. More young people could afford it. More young people could afford it. It's a good guess, but incorrect. So that... Yes. Uh, uh, when I found out this, I, I laughed. I th- actually thought it was such an English thing to say. <laughs> See, now Ed would get this. He would get this. Mm-hmm. I do I do like a frog eye sprite. I think they're so cute. I think they're I think frog eye sprites are, are scary. Uh, cool. So that they could enjoy the sunny days that they don't have very much of. Ooh, yeah, that, that, that's another great guess, but incorrect. Mr. Prince. Oh, okay. <laughs> So that you could, oh, it, it, it wasn't a, a, a hideously sexist thing, like so that, you know, you could buy one for your, for your lady or something. Also another good guess, but incorrect. It was. Wait, before you go, is it anything to do with a cup of tea? No. It's, <laughs> and, I, and I quote, it is so that a chap could keep it in his bike shed. A chap could a keep chap. it. A <laughs> chap. <laughs> uh, oh that's cool that is that is the reason why the um designed to be a low-cost model so that a chap could cheap keep it in his bike shed right uh, right bonus question where were the sprites assembled alum alum enfield enfield yes no i just took a guess <laughs> david david do you mean in australia or, or overseas uh, how, what are the what were the countries that were, they were assembled? Where what countries? That's a scam. Actually, did you say Anfield or Enfield? Anfield. Anfield, incorrect. Wait, no, Enfield. I swear. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> it wasn't. Does it end in field? So, so yeah. Um, it wasn't. Zet- if you just give me two countries, I'll be I'll be happy. Oh, the UK. The the UK. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take England and the other country. Anfield's in the uh, point for that. I'll call it shenanigans. The, the USA would be the other one, wouldn't it? Incorrect. Alum, Australia. Alum, it was Australia. Well done. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so point five for you each. It was built in uh, in Enfield in New South Wales, and in 
Abingdon in in England. Abingdon. Abingdon. MG Garages. Yes. Question two. In what year did the Toyota 70 Series Land Cruiser debut? Oh, 70. Put it this way. It is still in production today. It is. I'll give, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll give it closest to. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll go 78. 78 says Mr. David Prince. Uh, I'll go 79. 79 says Alan. <laughs> <laughs> David's I'll, go, says, I'll go 75. 75 says Scotty. Alan takes it. It is 84 was, was when it was, was made. So well done. Oh, Actually, okay. You know what I'm going to do for the closest twos. I'm going to give 0.5, but if you get on the on the button, I'll give you the point. So that sounds fair to me. That sounds fair. Yeah, um, I like that. Question three: Pininfarina was founded in what decade? Oh, Alum. David. Alum just got in there. The 30s. The 30s is correct. Yeah, well done. That is that is a really inc- wow. that is a really unbelievable guess. I'm actually surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he actually knew. It is very. Yeah, I'm. I, I when he said, I'm like, he said, I'm like, oh, here we go. He's, it's going to be like 1986 or something. Have some respect. <laughs> I know things. Uh, <laughs> bonus question: Mitsubishi had two cars that were designed by Pininfarina. What were Ooh. they? What models were they? I give it from each. that's a really good question. Can you have, there can a have time a period in which they were designed? Is there a time period in which they were designed? That's a great question. Nineties uh, on wood, late nineties onwards, I think. Oh, okay. Scott. Scott. Uh, would one of them be a Gallant? Incorrect. You've got mm-hmm. you've got one more attempt for another. For another. 3000 GT? Incorrect. That, that would have been my guess, to be fair, because I think it's a good yeah. car. But both David. David. Uh, let's go the Eclipse. Incorrect. And you got one more guess? Ooh. Ooh, wow. Ooh. Delica. Incorrect. <laughs> he didn't design shoeboxes, did he? No, that's right. No. <laughs> uh, oh, Alan. I want to say the Pajero, but as like a sporty version. Oh, uh, you know that one, the, the good stuff. I'll give you a point five, Alan, because it's the Pajero IO. Okay. What was it? Was, oh. They did the Pajero IO. And uh, when did the cold come out? I'll go the cold. And the cold is correct. Yep, they did the cold convertible. Well done. <laughs> oh, really? They did the cold convertible. Absolutely. I, 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 there's no mirror behind me. Is there like that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a savant, sir. Just, 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 for some, just for some clarification, that is my thing there. And he is over there. Hands behind my back. So um, <laughs> I, I, I kind of don't know how he's doing. Like he's, you're taking the piss right Nothing now. Nothing to see here. Um, I don't think he's been sick. I think he's been studying. Score check. Scotty, zero. David, point five. Alum on uh, one, two, three, point five. So, but guess what, guys? Oof. Still anybody's game. Anyone's game. Anyone's game. Question four. According to Porsche, what were their top three selling vehicles worldwide last year? I'll give you point five if you David. can. David. Uh, the Macan. That's that's the top seller. Yep. Uh, the KN. That is a second. Uh, and um, oh. well, I'll go the nine eleven. <laughs> Incorrect, Alan. 
Clayan. Oh, sorry. The uh, Taycan. Taycan is correct. Yeah, well done. The, the oh, Taycan okay. sold, I think, more than double the 911 last year, which is just insanity. Um, wow. So, yeah, that's pretty, pretty it's bad. Yep, I don't rent the Taycan. So. But, but I think for the first <laughs> time ever last year, Porsche sold over 300,000 cars. So, that's wow. That says a lot. Question five. If I owned a vehicle with the badge Coronet, what mark David. would I be from? David. Dodge. Dodge is absolutely correct, David. Well, question six. What is the most successful brand to win the World Rally Championship? Scott. Scott. Subaru. Incorrect. Ooh. Alan. Audi. Audi's incorrect, Alan. Uh, I'll have a guess, and I, it's probably wrong, but I've got some obscure thing that that might be correct. Citroen? Incorrect. The answer is Lancia. Lancia's won it more than any other time. Any other, and and hence the bonus question, and they've actually won it a lot more than anybody else that's coming near them. How many times have they won the World Rally Championship? No idea. idea. (laughs) Complete. Closest to? I'll say Uh, So what what, what was that, Scotty? 38. 38 World Rally Championships. Okay. Uh, David? I'll go 20. 20 and Alan? 17. How many? 17. 17. Alan's closest. It They've won 10. Is that a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bonus, bonus question. How many manufacturers in total have won the World Rally Championship throughout the years? Think, think about who does rally and think about who might, who, who could win. Who could win. Uh, I'll, I'll, go, I'll guess 12. 12 says David. Uh, Alan, I'll guess eight. Eight says Alan. Uh, I will say 14. Oh, geez. Okay. I have to give 0.5 to Scotty and to David because it was 13. So <laughs> <laughs> right, right in the middle. Well done. Question seven. In 2007, Ford unveiled a Falcon GT Cobra, or FPV, I should say, unveiled a Falcon GT Cobra limited edition model. Why did they do it in 20, uh, 2007? Alan. Alan. I believe they had to get rid of the XR8. Incorrect. No. David. 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 30 years after the XC Cobra. Yep. I'll, I'll pay that. It, after the one two finish, uh, Moffat and, and, and Bond. Oh, yep. I'll, I'll, I'll pay that. 30 years. Um, bonus question How many sedans were made? Alan. Alan. Uh, 83. 83, incorrect. Hey, closest to. Uh, not, not closest to for this one. 300. 300, says David, incorrect. 351. <laughs> 350. <laughs> that, that is a great guess, but that is also incorrect. It is 400. Ow. They made 400 of them, uh, and they made 100 Ow. utes. So they made 400 sedans and 100 utes. Question eight. A Holden VX S-Pack manual that was once owned by Peter Brock himself has come up online on car sales for sale. What is the price? Closest to will win it. David. I saw saw this. I think it's $1.3 million. $1.3 million is what your guess is. Alan, I'm guessing $1.45. So what, 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 what was that, Scotty? If he's already spot on, you'd just say it, yeah? Yeah, I would have, yeah. 1.45. Yeah. 1.45, says Alan. Uh, look, I'll go 1.1. 1. 1. 1.1. 1. 
the answer is uh, closest to is alum 1.5 million dollars that is actual uh, insanity yep for no. for a vx sorry 1.5 1.5 million dollars yeah didn't alum say 1.1 he said that uh no. he said 1. 1. 1.45 oh i see sorry 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 um, i said one point. Oh, so there you go. There you go. When I saw that, I was just like, "Is this guy for real?" And he's like, "It's great value considering one of Peter Brock's other cars for like three million dollars." I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, "That's not how this works." It's not how this works. <laughs> um, score check: Scotty point five, Alum one, two, three, four. So sorry, no, David four. Alum on one, two, three, four, five. So still anybody's game. Woof. Question nine. Which of the following collaborations between a manufacturer and a company never happened? Jeep and Levi's, Lexus and, and I can't say this word, Sriracha, Mitsubishi and Peanuts, Cadillac and Gucci, Hyundai and Prada, or Hello Kitty and Toyota? Alan. Alan. Lexus and Sriracha. That is incorrect, Alan. Scotty's next. <laughs> the the um, Hyundai one. Hyundai is incorrect, David. What? So, so, um, so Lexus and Sriracha oh. did happen. Hyundai and Prada did happen. So, wow. so you, you've got left to choose from: Jeep and Levi's, Mitsubishi and Peanuts, Cadillac and Gucci, um, and Hello Kitty and Toyota. Now, uh, just just for some context, Peanuts is the is the you know, the, the cartoon the no? cartoon strip, yeah, cartoon strip, not, right. not as sorted, roasted, and salted. No, yeah. no, no, no. Okay. Snoopy. 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 That's him. Whoa, it's pro- mm. The one that doesn't sound right is Toyota and Hello Kitty. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. That is correct, Mr. Prince. Well done. Thank you very much. All those other collaborations surprisingly actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question 10. The new Ford Mustang was released earlier this week. What is its new performance model called? Oh, God, I can't remember. No, I can't remember it. I must say it looks absolutely awesome. I think it looks good. I actually, actually quite, I think, I think quite, I think it looks very aggressive. Yeah. It's not Mackie, is it? That's for it's sure. Not, it's not Mackie, no. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. No idea. David, you're out. Or just have a guess. Just have a random guess. You might get it. Um, um, um. Mustang Stallion. Mustang Stallion is incorrect. <laughs> Elements Scott. So, by the way, uh, either if if Scotty, sorry, if if da- or if Scotty gets it, it's a draw between uh, Alum and David. So we have to we have to think of a, a, a an extra question. But um, if Alum gets it, he'll take the chocolates. Uh, I know GT. That's all I can think of. They've got a GT model, but it's not, it's not there. Uh, it's not, it's not what it, that's not what the answer not is. The hero. A Boss GT. Boss GT is incorrect. It is called the Dark Horse. Oh, please. I know. <laughs> I said the same. <laughs> I, I I watched the I watched the like the the, the launch. Like I I I find them super duper wanky and 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 you know all, all those launches are just terrible. Um, and when they said Dark Horse, I'm like, come on, man! Like you could have thought of anything else, like besides. We already know it's like it's based on a horse. Like, just relax. They're wearing like one of those uh, love fiction novels for women. The Dark Horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mills and Boone, I think it's called. Uh, uh, Alan Mills and Boone. So we have a tiebreaker. It, it is uh, five to Mr. Prince, five to Alan. 
we have to ask you guys. Obviously, we have to we have to finish it up on a on a on a win. Um, oh no, we can. I'm happy to share with Alan. We can I'm we can be victorious well. together. Ooh, are you happy to be victorious? But that's yeah. not how that's not how car, car talk works, boys. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a democracy. That way, neither of us lose, Matty. <laughs> it's a democracy, man. It's not a demo- It's not a dictatorship here. It's a democracy. We have we have one win, one lose. That's it. That's how it works. No, if you guys want to, if you guys want to share the chocolates tonight, you guys can. I'll I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I think we'll do that, David. Uh, Congratulations, Alan. Congratulations to you. We'll virtually shake hands. Virtually shaking hands. Well done. Well done, you too. Well done. Um, I want. I do want to see a Hello Kitty and Toyota Yaris GR. I think that'd be hilarious. Oh, um, that'd be brilliant. That would. That would be funny as. I, I think because it kind of looks like a bit like it looks like an angry cat. That little car. So. Uh, do, I one, actually one, saw a Kona Iron Man the other day, and I'd forgotten about those. I thought it existed. Let's see, it exists. Google it. <laughs> that was somebody. Yeah. Oh, Kona Iron Man. Kona Iron Man. Well, I don't know if you guys saw, but like before we end, before we finish the show up, but um, on, on like in in America, just got the Corolla GR. They got it before us, surprisingly, and they're like, you know, yelling us praises and stuff, and and with fair reason. But I'm and I'm just like, we got the Yaris first. Um, so, but I can't wait for the Corolla GR to come out. I reckon it's going to be epic. I reckon it's going to be a yeah. lot of yeah. Agree. I cannot wait to see that car. Gentlemen, thank you for tonight's show. Oh, thank you, Matthew. Thank you uh, very much. Mr. Prince, give your show a plug, please. Ah, yes. Auto Retro, the podcast where we talk to people about the cars of their lives. Uh, season two is in production. Season one is online on your favourite streaming service. Absolutely. Get it there. Scotty Stitches, anything to stitch on? <clears throat> Not yet. Just you know, if you're going to drive that Mercedes up there, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure it will get there. <laughs> we. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I'm sure that, that that'll give you some fodder. <laughs> I can't wait for it to go because Scotty Stitches won't have much to snitch on after that. To be fair, um, I'll find something else. Yeah, he'll 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 he'll, he'll, he'll be he'll be he'll be attacking uh, some some other some other vehicle of my of mine. Like and share our Facebook page is Car Talk TORQ. With many if you missed any of our previous episodes, they're all up on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasting app. So if you can subscribe, rate, and review to us there. Check out our merch. Go to our Teespring, go to our Teespring store. Go to teespring.com and type in Car Talk Store. Buy some merch there, or become a patron to our Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash Car Talk Podcast. Also, check out our boy Rizzy Ross uh, 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 with Car Loop. Um, find out what you should be paying for a new car, as well as everything that's happening in the EV space. So go to carloop.com.au. Or um or check up on the driven where he where he's got a lot of uh, lots of information about the new EV space. He is killing it on that. Gentlemen, honor as always, and I'll see you next time. Take it easy. See ya. Bye bye.